Welcome to Microphones of Madness, where we are playing Gangbusters. It's uh, the hard goodbye, right? That's right. The hard goodbye. We are gangsters, or want to be gangsters. So, um, yeah. So, Rodney, why don't you tell us what you have planned for us? Well, in the last episode, just to catch everybody up real quick... <coughs> Uh, the three of you took on a task from Boss Maroney to uh, embarrass, humiliate, leave begging for scraps in the street. The boss of the East Side, Ezio the Butcher Cardone. Uh, you guys got some information uh, from, a, from a clockmaker named Babbage. And you helped your friend Lucky get out of town after... He gambled away $10,000 of Cardone's money that was earmarked to pay off a debt to the Northside boss, Schultz. Who knows nothing? Not at the moment that you know of. Uh, when last we met, you guys uh, had just left Babbage's after finding out all the information uh, particularly the fact that he, that Cardone runs all of his money through a bank that he owns. Right, we were going to go and case the bank. Yeah, that was the plan. So, lights, camera, action! Oh, the banker has a great name. Rosenstein. Yeah, a great name. That's right. He is, he is the, uh, President of City Bank with a Y. Uh, so, what time is it? Um, so, you guys got there fairly early. So, it's it's right around lunchtime. Um, so, what kind of establishments are around the bank? Uh, around the bank, a couple of office buildings. Um, you know, maybe like an insurance place and, and a department store. Um, there's no like diners or anything like that. There's a newsstand across the street. Is there a, um, is there like a, a food thing in the department store? Uh, a food court? You no, know, well, not a food court. Or an like, automat you know, or something? Like a, like a little diner kind of thing, like a soda, uh, like a place soda or whatever, soda fountain, like a lunch counter or something. Yeah, lunch counter, soda fountain. Uh yeah, they got one over there at the department store. Can you uh, watch the bank from that? Does it have a nice view of the street? Uh, not so much. Not so much. The the all the front window spaces occupied by the department store for their various window displays um you know it's it's winter time so they've got you know their winter coats and stuff on the mannequins and shit like that uh, so there's not really much of a good ground view to see from there so there was a newsstand that's it outdoor right yeah newsstands outdoor they got your papers and magazines and pulps and stuff like that 
anything, any retail uh, stores? Other, other than the department Smith's store? Department Store, no, no other little retail establishments. There is, however, one of those uh, police uh, phone, pay, you know, like it's like a pay phone, but it's for police use only. So it's in a blue box on a pole, and they just walk up and open. You know, they all have keys, and they just open it up, and it connects directly to the dispatch. That type of thing. So there, there is a police presence in this part of town. I think you're muted, Matt. Does it have a cable on the back of the box? Uh, no, the cable goes through the center of the pipe down below ground. So it would probably be accessed through like a manhole where all the other power and <clears throat> excuse me, what what telephones there are, power, gas. That's but it does shit. have like a headset, like a head cradle piece that you pick up. Yeah, yeah. Or is it one of those where it's got a horn and you hold the thing? No, it's got, a, it's got like a cradle piece, early cradle piece there. And uh, it's locked up in a box. So. I got you. Yeah. Well, uh, in fact, as you guys are kind of looking around the neighborhood, you do see that there is a beat cop who circles uh, the block every like 17 minutes. He comes back around. Is there a newsstand? You said. Yeah, there's a there's a newsstand. I got some gum. Yeah, what kind of gum you want? Uh, I don't care. Surprise me. Uh, all right, I don't remember any 1920s period gum, so here you are. Okay. Okay. Bigley's. Yeah, yeah, probably. There was there's one that uh, I think the the Rocketeer liked to chew, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Bazooka Joe. Uh, I'm pop it in my mouth and kind of wait for the cop to go circle the block. Okay. And then uh, as soon as he goes around the corner, I'm going to casually walk by where the phone is and take the gum out of my mouth and jam it up in the lock. Okay. Um, sort of clandestinely. All right. And walk uh, off. Give me uh, a deck save. So deck score lower. Oh, nope. Nope. Okay, well, let's see. Yeah, you still managed to uh, to get it in there without anybody really noticing. It's lunch. Okay. It, it is near lunchtime. There are people kind of filtering in and out of the department store and out of the bank. They're 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 trying to get everything done on that lunch break. So we'll just say as you tried to do it, uh, a lady uh, and and her associate uh, came walking past with a large pile of packages or something. And, okay. And got a got a blocked view just for a second while you shove that gum in there. Uh, yeah, and that's going to get hard pretty quick because it is pretty cold out here today. So, you guys want to uh, take turns, you know, just washing the place? 
Yeah, watching the bank. Yeah, seeing what kind of security they have. Um, just uh, all the stuff that you would do whilst casing. Maybe go in there, take a look around. I mean, there are a couple of large windows to the bank, so you guys could actually cross the street and kind of peek inside. I mean, we could go in and just, uh, just uh, like walk up to the little. Uh, they usually had like tables where you could fill out like deposit forms or something. I mean, we could always just, we could always just kind of go in there for a couple of minutes, muck around at the the little table, and kind of look around, and then you know, and then uh, be like, oh, I remembered something, and and step outside again, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd like to kind of see. If it's possible, what kind of a safe they have. But I don't know how I'm short of like trying to talk our way into the safety deposit box room or um, maybe if we had okay, here's what I'm going to do. So I'm gonna take like a a uh, like a index card, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna write down um, a series of numbers on it, right? So it looks like a like a, a um, like a bus locker mm-hmm. combination. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna say, you know, kind of like look around, nerve like semi nervously, just to make sure I'm not followed. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to go in there and look semi, like, not suspicious, but a little cautious. And I'm going to try and see if I can get a safety deposit box to put my valuable information. All right. So you're, you walk into the bank. Uh, what are you guys going to do in the meantime while he's inside? Um, I don't, I don't think I want to go in the bank with him. It might look weird if all three of us kind of show up together. Yeah. Maybe- Maybe um, I think I'll just hang out outside and uh, buy the news the newsstand, and uh, I'll buy like a cheap pulp magazine or something, and just be flipping through it casually. And I'm thinking like maybe we could find out like is the bank uh, freestanding? Is it part of a big building? Is it is it like got alleyways on either side? Is there a building next to it that you could get down onto the roof like with, with uh, fire escapes? Anything like that? Uh, well, that's what I'll be doing while he's inside. I'll just be outside kind of casing the exterior. Well, it is the 1920s, so I do not trust the fire escapes. <laughs> at all. Um, the The bank itself is five five floors. It seems to be its own individual building. There's no other building, you know, other offices or anything above that. Um on the on the one side there is um you know there's an office building there's office buildings on either side um you know one's like 10 stories tall the other one's like maybe 15 you know like corporate office types um so there's no like alley access in between the bank and the the two office buildings Right. Um, you guys go if if you decide to go around the block, uh, you notice that the alley access to all those buildings is in the back. Uh, it just kind of cuts straight through the middle of the block. 
Um, and the fire escapes are on the backs of the buildings, so you can't, like, you know, try to jump across the alley to get to the fire escape on the bank. Um, and if you tried roof access, it would be, you would have to either figure out a way to climb or jump down at least five stories. Huh. Or we could maybe like, if we wanted to, I don't know if we want to, if this would ever become a thing, but if there's like these tall office buildings to either side of it, kind of, kind of estimate, well, if we want to get to the roof of the bank, you could always go to like the sixth or the fifth floor of the, of the building next to it, if you could, and open a window and, and take a little jump and you'd be level or roughly level or almost level with the, the roof of the bank. If you could get, if you could get to a window on, on either side of it. Yeah. You, building. you see a couple of spots where you might be able to do that. Yeah. Not that I'm advising we do any of this stuff, but just, just trying to, just check out the whole physical setup. But anyway, uh, you go and do your thing, uh, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, I'll just, I'll just be walking. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll be kind of hanging out the newsstand, kind of watching, while he goes in. Okay. So while you guys are uh, doing this, uh, go ahead and introduce your characters. Like, you know, where you, you go in the door and it's like freeze frame and your name on the screen, kind of thing. Uh, walk in the door. Jimmy. Lenaz Figaro. Safecracker. Alright, what we got Whistler doing? Let's do him next. Uh, just kind of keeping an eye out out front. Um, I might find a doorway to kind of lean into and sort of try to be nondescript to sort of keep an eye on the street. All right. And we know that that, uh, Doc is kind of like he's been reading he's been reading too many uh, crime pulps and he's looking at figuring out ways to uh, play human spider. (laughs) that's right (laughs) yes if I was the spider how would I get into this bank there's no second story guy in your crew and you're trying to figure out how to be a second story guy (laughs) yeah if I was the shadow or the spider or secret agent 19 or whoever it was uh, how would I take these guys down so right all right so you walk in to the to the city bank, right? How many guards? Well, hang on. Let me set the scene, man. <laughs> Jeez. I need to know these things. How many I'm guards? Sure, man. How many guards? What kind of safe do they have? That's what, yeah. That's okay. what I need to know. As you walk in, as as Doc predicted, there are a couple of tables for you to like prepare documents and things like that to take up to a line of tellers behind iron bars. Um, and then there's like looks looks to be a door off to your right as you walk in. Uh, there's there's uh, no windows. There's like artwork on the left side wall, and there's two windows that face the street. Uh, there are two guards by that door to your right. 
Uh, there is a third guard on the left side of the building um, who is kind of, you know, just kind of manning a post. Uh, all three so, of them. So two guards by the doors and then a third guard. Uh, on the opposite side of the room. All right. Uh, then that's what you see in the, in the lobby. Uh, there's a couple of little like cubicle type of things, but apparently uh, everything about like loan offices and stuff like that are on the upper floors, and you have to get through the two security guards on the right. All of them are armed with shotguns and revolvers on their hip, um, and. You would know, being that this is definitely a mob-owned bank, that there might be one or two of the tellers are armed. All right. Uh, so I, I, I walk past the guards, real casual, and, and look at the shotguns, look at them in the eyes, and kind of give them the, the slow, not approving nod. They, uh, they're talking amongst themselves. They don't really pay you much attention. Okay. <laughs> uh, walk, walk up to the teller. Yeah. Um, How can I help you yeah. today, sir? Welcome to Citibank. Hi. So I've got a, uh, bit of valuable information I need to keep on ice for a little while until I w require it in the future, a few days. Is there um, a safety deposit box I can rent? Uh, safety deposit box, it'll cost you $3 a month. Oh. Uh, with the uh, first two months, of course, paid beforehand. Uh, you'll get a key. There'll be a key in our in one of our secure offices upstairs, just to just in case something happens. Um, as long as you have pretty much the the way you know, there's no high tech security in the twenties, so you know, pretty much anybody who knows the safe deposit box number and has the key can get in. Right. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm counting on. <laughs> so. If I were to give my key and the number of the box to an associate for them to get this for me, they would be able to do that? Um, sure. Do you have any particular associates in mind? We could always put that on the on the form that uh, I am that currently shopping. I am currently shopping for my associate. Ah, well, then in that case, you can you can add them at any any time. Just. Uh, Bring them by. They'll have to sign because they will have to sign into the safety deposit box room. Fantastic. And you said it was $6 a month, two month minimum up front? Uh, yes. So that would be uh, $12. And I can add. I can add. I got to do some math in my head on a piece of paper. Fantastic. Uh, when can we go? Um, I well just have to see uh, when uh, what uh, what boxes I have open. If you will wait right here for a moment, uh, the teller takes your money, of course, puts it in their little lockbox 
at their station, and uh, I'll 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 be right back. Well, thank you. Uh, and they're gone, and and people are just kind of doing their own thing. They're coming in, you know, putting in money, taking out money. Uh, you see a couple of people get escorted through the door. Uh, looks like through the frosted glass, you can see them going up. What appears to be a flight of stairs. Um, and then the teller comes back with a, a, a like a big ledger book and a set of keys, a, a mm-hmm. key, uh, and says your box is going to be uh, uh, nine twenty-seven. Excellent. And uh, you'll follow me. I'll uh, we can get we'll get you in. I uh, just need you to sign this document here, um, and then sign this ledger book to uh, confirm that you were actually present today when we opened. Excellent. It. I use a name that is not my own. Okay. Um, and I it is nineteen twenty-seven. Not everybody has photo ID, driver's licenses, and shit. So. I sign it, um, John Belairs. John Belairs. Mr. Belairs, um, if you would come this way. And they motion you over toward the door with the security guards. Uh, they are walking back through the teller teller cage. Uh, and kind of the guards see you coming. They look. They kind of you know rise to attention because, you know. And then they look over at the tellers. They see your teller. Give them a quick nod, and they open the door for you. Then you walk in. Uh, the teller comes out of a, a door. You hear keys rattle. They come out, and they shut the door behind them. They don't seem to lock it. Uh, I'm going to try and take a look and see what kind of lock it is. Uh, it looks like it. Um, it ought, it's a, a very fancy, newfangled kind of lock. It locks from instantly as soon as you pull the key out. So it's locked when it closes. Okay. Um, there, you see two sets of stairs. There's one that ascends to the second floor and one that seems to go down. Well, it doesn't seem to go down. It does go down. Okay. Oh, whew. for a minute there. I figured I like, had some sort of hallucination or illusion. Yes. Um... As as you descend the stairs, you are now uh, Jenny Figaro. <laughs> <laughs> My alignment is now lawful. <laughs> yes. No. You you go downstairs. The teller leads you oh down. Oh my god! It's the Tomb of Horrors. Uh, leads you down uh, one flight, and then it turns and goes down the next flight, and you are what appears to be in the basement of the building. Uh, they lead you in. They unlock a big steel door. Lead you in. Uh, the lock on the steel door. Lock on the steel door seems to be a standard standard lock. the The teller has a rather large set of keys. Uh, they unlock the steel door. Bring you in. Uh, there's another guard posted uh, at what appears to be like a cage. Uh. They nod at the guard. The guard has a key to this particular door. 
unlocks that door, leads you inside. On the door was that one? Uh, it was like a like a jail cell door, almost like a cage door. Okay. Uh, made of iron, had one of those big chunk, chunk kind of locks on it. Uh, not necessarily high security, but a big, heavy lock. Right. Uh, guard, the uh, teller leads you inside this room. Uh, it is lined wall, almost wall to wall with safety deposit boxes. Uh, and there are a couple of small rooms off to the sides uh, to your right uh, where you can pull your safety deposit box and examine the contents in private. All right. Do I see any... Uh... The vault? Uh, you guys get about halfway down the aisle where safety deposit boxes. You've passed like three of the private rooms. All of the rest of the wall between the private rooms are lined with safety deposit boxes. Uh, you come across a what appears to be a slightly wider path and through that you see another set of iron barred gates and beyond that you see the big vault door. Uh, okay. Uh, what kind of door is it? Just just casually looking at it, it looked like something I, I've uh, dealt with before. Okay. Um, what the hell? <laughs> AFK for a second. Okay. Um, you go out, <laughs> you look at it, and give me um, give me an intelligence roll, and you can uh, subtract four for being a safe cracker. Okay. So I have to roll under my intelligence? Yeah, under your intelligence. Oh, yeah, I rolled a two. Okay, that is a a Barnes & Nelson vault door. All right. Uh, it is three inches of solid steel uh, with a triple combination lock and a key. Uh, since you made that well, well below your intelligence, that is probably one of the newest uh, vault doors on the market. And what kind did I say it was again? I'm sorry. Barn, uh, you said Barnes it was an Nelson. avocado. Barn, no, I didn't. I didn't say Nelson and Murdoch. That's the law office next door. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was a Barnes Barnes and Nelson, I think. Barnes and Nelson. Yeah, Barnes and Nelson. Uh, they are like premium safe company. Uh, you know, off. You know, it would be difficult. All right. To say the least, to try to get in that. Okay. I put my. Decoy paper in my. They bring my, you. They, the the teller brings you to the safe deposit box, pulls it out of the wall, and says, "Would you mm -hmm. like to put your items in in one of the private rooms, and then you can just insert it here and head on back up whenever you're ready." That would be great. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, the guards will let you out. Uh, they saw you come in with me. They'll let you out when you leave. 
Uh, just uh, and thank you for doing business with us. Enjoy your new safety deposit box. My pleasure. So I'm I'm eventually alone in the room. Uh, yep. Teller leaves you alone in the little private room, and it's just you uh, in this. It's tiny room, maybe like five foot by five foot room, just enough. It's got like a couple of chairs, a small table, and a mm-hmm. single light. So you know, you walk in, you turn on the light, and you can sit down at the table and examine your safety deposit box or fill your safety deposit box in mm-hmm. privacy. Um, is there what kind of ceiling is it? Uh, it's just a standard. Like a tile ceiling, it's not drop ceiling or anything like that. All right. All right. Um, I don't even bother putting my fake ass paper in the safety deposit box. All right. <laughs> my prop. Um, what other information can I glean here? Um, there's uh, no other way out, no like vents or anything into this room. Uh, there are ventilation, but um, it doesn't appear to be big enough for mm-hmm. for a normal sized man or woman to get in. Uh, if you were Peter Dinklage, you might be able to get in. Yeah, we need to go and hire uh, Sleepy. Sleepy or one of his seven brothers. Yeah. Six brothers. Except for Doc. For some reason, he's, he's a, a normal-sized guy. <laughs> Alright. Um, I can't think of anything else I can glean information-wise in here. If anybody can think of anything, let me know, because I'm about to Yeah, I, I'm all set. I I can't think of anything. Even if I could, I can't tell you because I'm out by the newsstand. That's true. Well, you can tell tell him out of character. You can metagame that a little bit if there's something you think you missed. Yeah, as I'm not a safe tra- a safe cracker or a um, professional a thief, or- professional thief in any any way, shape, or form in real life, I really don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's what's the what's the uh, what's the objective here? Like, we know this is a mob bank. We know that this is where the guy puts all his his money. Well, we're trying to like rob the guy, so and the vault's yeah. down here. I wanted to catch a look at the vault, see like if there's a path of least resistance to get to it. Yeah. So I mean, those are my goals, and I have that all written down right oh Um, one thing you did notice doc yeah this is your piece of information there is a there are very nicely painted letters on the on the door the bank is open between nine and four okay monday through friday okay nine and four monday through friday Got it. So, this is a bit, this is metagamey, I guess, but the, another way we could sort of rob them if we wanted to is eventually like a truck, like an armored truck or somebody's going to come 
and uh, you know take some stuff out of here, so we could always uh, we could always try to um, <laughs> intercept the truck. And uh, you might not necessarily have to break into the vault. There might be other ways to disrupt the uh, cash flow. That's true as well. All right, so you're coming out? Yep. All right, you're coming out. Uh, As you're coming out, you see um, another teller escorting a very well-dressed woman. Um, You know, she has her hat on and she's wearing a long coat you know heels pencil skirt all that stuff she's dressed to the nines anything unusual about her uh no she's carrying a a handbag um her eyes are kind of obscured by her hat um but the person the the teller that's leading her seems to be uh, remember those Warner Brothers cartoons with the bulldog and the uh, the little terrier, mm-hmm. where you know the bulldog would walk down the street with his bowler hat, and the little dog would be like jumping around at his feet. What are we gonna do today, Spike? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? He he's kind of got that uh, that kind of mentality. He's very like you know he got his hands together. He keeps his head below hers. And you know, it's like any any anything you want. Uh, it, you know, can I get you a coffee? Would you? Um, I'm sure I could probably get you a whiskey if you wanted it. Uh, you know, is 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 there anything that else we can help you with, Miss Cardone? I'd say really trouble of asking. Miss <laughs> Cardone. So we know that. Uh, or Mrs. Sorry. Oh. Is this the woman that uh, was she's the, the, the pimp? The, the, right, exactly. She's, yes, she's the madam. Madame Cardone. Carlotta Charlotte Cardone. Yeah, triple C. Triple C. All right, well, as I exit the bank and I and I get back to these guys. Oh, as you're mm-hmm. walking down, you, you see them coming, but you also catch in the corner of your eye as you pass the, the passageway to the vault. Um, you catch another two guards inside the cage. Also wielding shotguns. Where there was only one before. Uh, yeah, there's, you, you see two. One of them was just apparently out of your sight doing something. Maybe he was going to the bathroom. Right, so now there's a total of three in that cage? There's three downstairs and three upstairs that you've seen. All right. Uh, give me an observation save. Alright. Um, I'm trying to get a, above. Yeah, above your observation. Alright. I rolled a 9 out of 14. 9 out of 14. Uh, as, the, as Twitchy is bouncing around Triple C, uh, his coat comes open and you notice he's got a, a 45 in a shoulder holster. He is, okay. he is, he's a maid teller. Um, as I pass by, I, I do like a little semi uh, exaggerated uh, look back at her and uh, not very loudly, but I give a, like a low. 
the the twitchy teller kind of like he catches you because he's doing like a pass behind her in in, in his like orbit <laughs> and uh, he kind of he kind of gives you like some side eye but uh, he pretty much returns his attention almost instantly to to uh, Ms. Mrs. Cardone. All right. How does yeah. she react? She does not. You notice that she carries herself uh, very uh, straight. Um, her her heels click on the cement floor uh, with purpose, and she is like almost like ignoring all the little people around her. All right. I am I being escorted back upstairs? No, no. Or? You're free. You're you get to the cage. They the guard at the cage out. You know that lets you in. Just opens the door, lets you right back out. Have a nice day, sir. Yeah. How often does that that tomato come in here? Oh, at least once a week. Uh, that's that's the owner's wife. Oh, nice broad. She's a total bitch. Mm. Hates everyone that is like oh. not at her of her station. Well, that's a shame. No, it's not. Those shoes cost more than I make in a week. Mm, very true. So she is the. She's what the kids are calling these days high maintenance. Hmm, but still. Oh, I wouldn't throw I wouldn't kick her out. One can dream, can't one? Uh yeah, but that one's probably best not to dream about. And if you'll excuse me if she catches me having a private conversation while I'm on duty, um I won't be able to afford my own shoes. Understood. Understood. Uh, you head back upstairs. You're able to just walk out the, the, the door. Because pretty much everybody on the, once that side of the door is supposed to be there. So you can just easily walk out. Right. The guards kind of nod at you as you leave. You know, kind of taking note. You know, that, yeah, they saw you go in. They saw you come out. So, right. did Mrs. Cardone? Did, did was there a is there a car out front that let her out? Uh, yeah, you saw her get out of the car. It's a uh, it's a it's a fine uh, Ford sedan, latest model, brand new. Does she drive herself, or does she have a a, a driver, a guard, anybody with her? Uh, there is a guy leaning up against the car, smoking a cigarette. Big fella. <sighs> Um, of of Italian extractment? Uh, no, he, this guy, this guy has a, uh, shock of curly red hair. That's, he's not wearing a hat. So he's kind of a, you would think of him as kind of a ruffian anyway, being this time period, and he's outside without a hat. Um, and he has like a kind of a thin red beard coming in. Uh, big, big guy. Uh, Whistler, you notice the big guy as well. 
Um, best you can best you can tell, he's he's probably of Irish persuasion. But uh, yeah, he appears to be the driver and bodyguard for Mrs. Cardo. Does he look like he's packing? Um, Has he got a gun? Well, he's he's got. You guys are at the news. You're at the newsstand, so he's got his back to you. He's watching the door, and either side coming out. Um, Whistler, you're coming. Basically, coming around the corner when you see them pull up and get out, and you see this guy. Uh, you can give me an observation save. <coughs> Doc. I'm sorry, Doc. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, all right. I, uh, oh, I was supposed to roll high, right? Uh, yeah, above your observation. Yeah, I rolled a five off of a 14, so I fail. You don't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> you see this big guy with a mop of red hair uh, leaning up against a brand new Ford. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jimmy, just as he's like coming up on the car, uh, you come out of the door. And you see this big fella leaning up against the car, smoking a cigarette. He's got his arms crossed in front of his, you know, over his chest. And he's just kind of sitting there relaxed. He looks kind of bored. I'm Uh, passing by. Nice day for it. Yeah, whatever. Well, come on. It's a fine winter's day. Looks like you have have a light duty today. What are you doing? Driving around? Look, man. I'm trying to enjoy my few precious moments of silence. I'd appreciate it if you'd scram. Ooh, that bad, huh? Yeah. She must pay well, huh? Enough. How does one get such a gig? I'm not at liberty to say. Uh, you got to know I the just... right people. Interesting. Or the wrong people, apparently. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you say. All right. Enjoy that cigarette. I am. He smokes it. Um, he smokes it down almost to his fingers. Drops it. Crushes it under the heel of his shoe. Reaches into his pocket. Grabs another one. How how uh, well dressed is he? Uh, he is dressed like uh, he would be hanging around with Mrs. Cardone. He's uh, okay. Yeah, his his suit's not quite to the level of her outfit, but it's it's still pretty nice. Not something. It, uh, not something you guys would afford. It's not off the rack, that's for sure. Right, but is it um, really nice, or is it paid help nice? Uh, it's well paid help nice. Okay. Like upper echelon made man nice. Um, I tell these guys everything I saw right. down in the vault. 
get it. Including the information that Mrs. Carbone, Carboni is a uh, stone-cold bitch. <laughs> All right, so you guys are sitting there at the uh, at the newsstand. You know, people are hustling by still. Every once in a while, somebody will drop a nickel on the counter and grab a newspaper. Head on about their busy, busy way. Um, as you're relaying the information to uh, your compatriots, uh, you hear uh, a couple of guys talking pretty loud. They uh, They come up facing you, you start recognizing them. They're a couple of Cardone's crew. Hey! Looky here! It's Jimmy Figaro! Look, Knuckles! Jimmy Figaro! Knuckles? Uh, How's it hanging? You guys recognize the other as uh, Ratso Silvestri. Write that down because I just made that up. What brings you two lugs out here? Ah, uh, you know, just uh, we were doing some business in the area and just taking a walk. Thought we'd uh, maybe uh, get some lunch over on that place on uh, on Washington. Oh man, that place! Uh, I don't know if I'd eat there. That's one of Mr. Cardone's establishments. I would uh, advise you not to uh, speak too terribly of it. Ah, well, It does have uh, a Michelin star. Yeah, I think that that Michelin star might be a little bit uh, premature considering the rat droppings. But, you know, if you got to eat there, you got to eat there. I understand. Hey, I like the ravioli. What can I say? Mm. They did make a good ravioli. I'll give you that. So what brings you out to the to the east side? Jimmy? You working for the boss again? Nah, nah. Just a little of this. Hey, little, it's Whistler. Are you still hang why are you still hanging around with this mug? He doesn't say much. Not much to say, huh, Whistler? <laughs> nah. Eh. Who's that guy? The skinny guy. Who's who's that? Oh, that's Doc. Doc. Yeah. Why they call he you Doc? A, he need he needed a break from Sneezy. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Name's uh Charles Coffin the third. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Charles Coffin the third? There's three of uh, you? Ah, well, there was my father and my father before him. Thus, I'm the third. Check and, this guy uh, out. He's not from around here. Oh, no, I'm I'm from uh, back east. And uh, just enjoying this fine spider magazine. You guys uh, follow the spider or the shadow or... Secret Agent 19? I love their adventures. Jimmy, I didn't know you like played around with teenagers. Yeah, well, you know me. I, I prefer the, the 
I prefer the Conan stories myself, but you know, it's all good. It's all right. Oh uh, yeah, weird tales, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's my jam. Amazing fantasy or whatever. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I like the covers. Ah, uh, I did like the covers, huh? So, uh, so yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's always good to take a flight of fancy every once in a while and uh, get out of the real world, get out of your troubles. I usually take my flights of fancy over at uh, the boss lady's cat house. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, uh, they do call me Doc for a reason. If you uh, should have any problems <laughs> after uh, your dalliances, uh, you know, let me know. Perhaps I can, uh, uh, you know, give you a pill or uh, help you out if you have any discomfort. Dalliances? What the hell is that? Is this that? That's, that's not even fucking English, man. Oh, it is, it is. It's, uh, it, it means to spend some time with uh, a beautiful lady. And, uh, well, y- you know. Do you know Doc what dalliance means, Whistler? Doc saying that if, you, if you're yeah. dripping, he can take care of it. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like he's like the guy from uh, he's Vinnie Jones's character in Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> um, hey, um, look, I know you guys are you guys uh you hang around like downtown and stuff like that. Um, and I I know you know this guy. Have you guys seen Lucky? Lucky. Nope. What, does he need medical help? Oh, well. I don't know. Boss wants to talk to him. He might. He might need some. Hmm. It's nice nah. that the boss is so caring look, about it. Look, guys. Look. Take it from Ratso. Well, if you guys run across Lucky, and uh, he happens to appear at a meeting at the boss's, um, there could be could be some scratch in it for you. Just saying. Damn, what'd he do? I'm not I can't tell you what he did, but uh between you and me it was it was pretty messed up and uh the boss wants to talk to him personally. Damn. Um also there might be a rumor that uh that Schultz's boys are looking for Lucky too. And they got that that crazy Canadian guy looking for him, Buzzsaw or whatever his name is. Damn, man! It sounds like Lucky's gonna have to change his moniker. He's definitely not feeling very lucky right now. I'm sure. Or then again, he's living up to his moniker because I've been looking all over this fucking city and I can't find him. Damn. And from what I understand, Schultz's guys can't find him either. So. If you guys know anything, or you hear anything, you let old Ratso know, or you let Knuckles know. Knuckles is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, they would. Uh, they, how, they, how much they, scratch? I don't know, maybe fifty, hundred, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's so, a lot of cabbage. 
you know where to find me. You know where to find. Actually, actually, I gotta tell you where to find me because I got some new digs. I got a new assignment from the boss. I, I, uh, <coughs> he's got a he got a new warehouse downtown or on the south side near the docks, um, where he's uh, he's bringing in some some rum and stuff. And uh, yeah, he, I'm I'm running that show for him over there. So if you find wow. out anything unlucky, you come on down. It's like uh, 88 uh, Dock Street. Just like him, right? That point to Dock. No, Dock. You know, where you park a boat. <laughs> well, good to know, my friends. This guy's weird. Anyway, I got stuff to do, so I'll catch you later, Jimmy the Nose. And now why'd you have to go and do that? Sorry, Jimmy. It's just business, I, and he tips his hat I, as he's backing away. I am going to let that slide because he gave us the tip on Lucky. But if you ever do that again, Ciao, Bella. Yeah, basta from gold. Sap. All right, so what you know about Ratso is that uh, he is he's one of Cardone's lieutenants. He's like Number three, number four man over there. Right. He may be moving up in the organization if they put him in charge of that warehouse. Is he the one that was taking collections? Or is that a different dude? Who's that? Uh, Ratso. Was he the one that was in charge of collections? Or is that somebody else? No, that was somebody else. That was... Uh, I think it was Hammer. Oh, that's right. It was the Hammer. prize fighter. I can't even read my own notes. So, I'm thinking fire goes a long way. <laughs> Especially on a, in a warehouse district where buildings aren't very close together. Especially buildings that are filled with rum. So this bank is out? Is that what you're saying? No, but I, I tell it the bank's going to be hard to hit. I mean, we could, we might be able to do it, but it's going to take more than like waltzing in there with a uh, with some lockpick tools. And I proceed to tell them about the one, the two, the three, the three, uh, the four do doors. <laughs> with different locks that you have to get through to get into the into the vault plus the the vault itself or the you know the yeah the door to the vault state of the art triple combo lock with a key is the vault yeah that's the vault the vault is, un is the vault underground or is it above ground underground is it adjacent to one of the basements of any of the surrounding buildings? 
Would I know that? You couldn't tell. No way to know. It seemed it seemed that the the footprint of the basement might seem might been a little bit smaller than you would expect from the size of the lobby. I don't know, maybe maybe we can get uh, some some plans for the building. We could look at the surrounding buildings, we could look at the sewer underneath it. Well, this is Prohibition era, right? Yeah. Do we want to uh, drop a tip to the cops or the feds that... Uh, nah, they're on the tape. Yeah, you don't want to do that? Because I was thinking, uh, he's Ratso's saying, oh, I'm, I'm in charge of this operation. So do we want to kind of make it seem like Ratso's running his mouth, saying he's bragging about this, and then it brought down the heat on the on the warehouse? I bet he has got people paid off, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would go back to one crime boss or another. Uh, yeah. I will also remind you, uh, because the fire was mentioned, uh, Maroney wants the warehouse back. Oh. I mean, you could burn it down, but... I mean, no, I maybe wanna... maybe uh, maybe the locals are on the take, but it, do we know any like the feds? Maybe uh, you know they some sort of or even like a temperance league. If we could let it let it be known to somebody that would that would make a stir about it and embarrass a Cardone and 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 and, and make some strife between Ratso and uh, his boss. You know, some mm-hmm. some uh, some way to to. Uh, to sort of expose the warehouse that, in other words, Cardone can't, isn't very uh, uh, effective or he can't, he can't, you know, his own guys are running their mouths off and he, uh, he can't hold, we could, that way we're not destroying the warehouse, but we are kind of getting rid of uh, its current uh, users. I don't know. Just a thought. (laughs) Bless you. Bless you. You, do we know of any um, of any cops that are honest? I mean, in our line of work, would we know which cops to avoid and which ones you can do shit in front of? Um, mo- at, at your level, the the only ones you would know would be in uniform, and uh, most of the cops downtown are are on the take. How about uh, how about like weekly payments? Anonymous tip to an eager young cub, cub reporter, or uh, uh, you know, like yeah, some kind of like crusading temperance league, or some somebody that would that would sort of throw caution to the wind and make and try to make a big uh, stink about what it's being used for and who's behind it and all that. Well, unfortunately, that's why I was suggesting a connected character. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, if you had one of those in the group, then yeah, you might have a connection somewhere along there. But you guys just don't have those types of uh, lines. Yeah, gotcha. You guys don't have those avenues. Hmm. 
would I, from my old bootlegging days, know uh, where they're getting supply from? Who that where that particular warehouse? Yes, uh, the rum comes in straight from Jamaica, right near that beach. Yep. Comes in uh, straight from Jamaica, gin. Uh, they bring that in from the county. Uh, you would know that from your bootlegging days because that's how you got involved was making the runs from the western part of the state into the city. We can maybe hijack their um, their supply. Maybe, but that's going to involve like a, 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 a that those usually come in on crates, and I mean that's a lot of stuff to move, and there's just the three of us. No, no, I mean en route. Sorry. Hmm. Right. I mean, maybe we can hire some thugs if we need to. Yeah. But what I I was thinking of would be to um, somehow cut off their supply of of liquor. So the warehouse is there doing nothing. Or um, switching out the the good gin for like some shitty bathtub gin. Hmm. Well, yeah. If, if we could find a way to contaminate the supply, and then he, I, and then he's he's it gets a reputation for being terrible stuff. Exactly. Why I used to be a bootlegger. I'm pretty sure I can figure that out. Well, supplies probably coming in from out of the country, considering they're coming through the docks. Well, They'd probably the be rum, coming in on ships. The rum, but he just said that the gin comes from uh, downstate. Yep, gin uh. and moonshine coming in from the western part of the state, <clears throat> out in the mountains. So I'm thinking maybe we can, uh, and the rum could be good, but if we poison the gin. Poison is such a strong word. Uh, contaminate the gin. Hmm. So uh, you guys don't think, I know we're not connected characters, but you don't think like just even an, an anonymous tip to like the newspaper would be uh, enough to stir up uh, you know, trouble like check out, you know, check out uh, 88 Dock Street, uh, you know, illegal liquor supply, uh, you know, how sincerely often, concerned citizen, you know, that type of thing. Does, well, how often does the paper, do, do, does the paper have a reputation for being a crusading paper or is it, you know, like the Fox News of, of uh, 1920s newspapers? Um, the City Gazette is pretty much... It's pretty much uh, like puff pieces and stuff like that. They don't cover anything hard. Um, there was a reporter uh, named Gable. 
uh, who was kind of like one of those crusading types. But uh, last last you heard about it, uh, he kind of disappeared. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably not going to work out uh, at dropping a tip. Well, I think they're probably paid off to not run stories like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to hold the truth somehow. You know, people not uh, squealing on other people's stuff probably is part one of the rules. Maroney is uh, is the one who is connected to politicians and papers and stuff like that. Right, but everybody knows that. Right. And he doesn't want his name to appear or anything to appear of him breaking the truce. Right. Precisely. I mean, I think we need to do something small-ish along the lines of uh, Lucky. Again, maybe a little bit more uh, severe than than Lucky was. But obviously they're looking for him. How about we place a, an ad in the paper? They only do puff pieces and such. Like, new soup kitchen opening, 88 Dock Street. Something like that. So it would just bring a bunch of, like, uh, people to the place. Like, just, just people, you know, hard luck people, like big crowds. You know, just put a, just drop a, you know, couple of bucks, put an ad in the paper that uh, says, you know, uh, Soup kitchen opening, eighty-eight Dock Street, and it just—it it doesn't really, uh, you know, it's not—it's not violent, it's not—it's not, it's not uh, anything like that. But it would just be a big old hassle because now then they'd have to either shoo the people out of there or I don't know, it'd just be like a bunch of people would show up that uh, you know that they might not want uh, around. Be kind of an embarrassment. They'd have to move their operations or or shoo the people away, and either way, it might cause a bit of a scene or bit of a kerfuffle or make him look foolish. Yeah, I think we, could, we should also... Oh, sorry. Go. We could figure out where one of his gambling operations is and go hit it. That way we could bring in some money for ourselves and take out one of his deals, which he's known for. Which may, might make people nervous about his other operations. I assume he has some floating poker games, probably a couple mini casinos. All the while um, dropping rumors that Lucky is laughing at him. Yeah. I mean, obviously we'd have to get our hands a little dirty in that case, but... It's going well, to think, happen sooner yeah, or later. Yeah, no matter what we're doing, we got to get our hands dirty. 
All right. So whisper campaign that that lucky is uh has been seen in XXX spots, uh, spending large amounts of cash with women. And while that's going on, hit a casino. Sure. All right. That sounds like a plan. You cool with that, Brian? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm game for anything. Anything that'll get these wheels a turning. <laughs> Yeah, I just got to think about how we would hit this bank. I mean, it seems like pretty pretty impenetrable. We hire a bunch of guys with clown masks. Hmm. We each tell them only just a little bit of information. I think the more people we hire, the more... We need a school bus. That's cool. The more word will get out that would lead to us, which is probably not something we want to have happen. Yeah, I, I agree. So where what are you guys doing while you're uh, running these ideas past each other? Are you still standing by the newsstand, or are you? Traveling? Yeah, I just want to see well what time, like when the bank closes, who enters, who leaves. Still want to keep the bank on the back burner, right? Okay. To a proper um, but we probably don't want to be talking right in front of the news vendor because uh, he could even be on the take, like stationed there to watch the bank himself. So we probably don't want to be, even if he was in complete, even even if he's innocent, we don't want to be like talking about all this stuff right in front of a a civilian. That's true. True. We should go inside where it's safe with the guards and talk in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know where the cat house is? Uh, it's on Jefferson Street. Okay. I just was wondering if we need to follow her or anything. Nope. In fact, as you guys are talking, uh, she comes out. Big Red opens the door. She gets in the car. He goes around to the to the driver's side, looks around a little bit. Jumps in the car, drives off. Headed back toward that side, that part of town. Best you can tell. Uh, you wait around till 4 o'clock. They close promptly at 4. Uh, you see somebody come up and lock the front door from the inside. All the lights go out. And, uh... Yeah, you don't see anybody come out. Did any, like, tellers or anything leave? Did people, like, leave before they locked it? Nope, didn't see anybody leave before they locked it. They just locked the front door, lights are out, you don't see any more movement from inside. How about up top? Uh, up top, uh, yeah, you start... You see, you see, you know what lights you can see through the windows up there. They're going off. Uh, there's like maybe somebody on the fifth floor. 
Okay, so but they they're locking the building down, like yeah, they like they lock the building are, down. All right, all right. There is a back alley. There's probably like a back door, and then maybe they park behind the bank or something. There's a it's probably a back entrance. Yeah, let's stroll around there and see if people are coming out. Okay, you guys casually stroll back across the street, round the block. Uh, yeah, you start you see people filing out through the through a back door. Um, most of them are kind of like walking away from you to catch the bus that comes up on that side of the block. On the other, on the other side. <clears throat> anybody going in? Nope, didn't see anybody go in. Uh, what you don't see is you don't see the guards come out. That's what I wanted to know. So I don't know if you guys want to stake it out or or what. You're muted, Matt. Are we going to learn anything more from standing around here in the cold? Um, not well, not anything that you guys couldn't figure out already, really. Um, you would assume that since the guards didn't come out, that uh, they must work in shifts that are staggered out past the opening of the bank. All right. So it's four o'clock, so they're still in the middle of like maybe a second shift. But you know for sure that the guards stay in after the bank closes. And there's at least six of them. Hmm. Six guards, huh? Yep, at least. Plus, he would have told you that there is uh, at least one cashier or teller who is uh, a made man, and he is, he packs heat. We could. I do have two months on a on a box. I did say that there might be somebody else picking up said box. Conceivably, we can go in together. And I don't know. One of us doesn't come out and then lets somebody else out back through the back after closing time, but I mean it's just it's just far fetched. If any of you out there who are listening to this are bank robbers <laughs> <laughs> Microphones of Madness at gmail.com <laughs> Send us your plans to rob the yeah. city bank. <laughs> Here's your help. I, yeah, I honestly have no idea how we can rob this bank. 
the only thing I was thinking of is like tunneling in from the sides or from underneath. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't think it's going to be possible for you guys to rob this bank at first level. I would agree. I think we're more robbing a poker game level. <laughs> we might be able to burn the banks, but... I... <laughs> I've got a theme going on here. I don't know <laughs> why. Burn it. Burn it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go find a poker game to, to rob. All right. Uh, also, over on Jefferson Street, there is a speakeasy that is uh, attached to Madame Cardone's uh, establishment. It's kind of one-stop shopping. Uh, you can get your booze. You can get it in a poker game or two. And your syphilis. Yep. <laughs> um, also, you guys know that there is... There is a fight tonight at said speakeasy. Huh. Rob the gate. I, I guess I'm. I'm really not much for robbing. I, I. I don't. I don't know how to do such things. I'm, I'm more about patching up uh, knife wounds and things like that. If we were to rob this this uh, boxing match or even even a poker game, I think we should uh, drop Lucky's name. Mm. I think we create this mythical figure. Of Lucky, who is <laughs> one step ahead of them the entire time. <laughs> You're going to turn him into Chuck Finley? Yeah, well, I mean, so we have this foot in the door. They're looking for this guy, right? Mm -hmm. And if we do everything we do in Lucky's name, A, it kind of takes the heat off of us a little bit. And B... It just like balloons that this one guy is embarrassing the shit out of the out of the family. So yeah, Chuck Finley, most definitely. Little psyops. All right, let's go. Let's go rob something. <laughs> Is this the point where we get the voiceover in the intelligence community? That's right. When you're a spy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so are we doing this boxing match, gate receipts, or are we going to do a floating poker game? I think a floating poker game would probably be easiest. Because there's probably only going to be one or two guys on security. Right. And it would uh, 
might, you know, uh, be copacetic with Lucky's M.O. Mm-hmm. Gambler. All right. Um, in that case, uh, bum, bum, bum. you guys want to ask around, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, bu- bu- bum, bum. give me, give me a, a 2d6. All three of Okay. Nine. Nine? Okay. Who was that when I was rolling up fucking traveler characters? I got a seven. You got a seven? Okay. Well, Whistler. What am I rolling again? Uh, 2d6. Okay. I just figured I would be bad at this. Five. Five? Okay. All right. Um, you guys kind of split up for a couple of hours, start uh, shaking some trees and some low-level soldiers, stuff like that. Uh, you realize that... Uh, Few of Cardoni's men are uh, having a having a um, impromptu friendly poker match at uh, at the Star Hotel, uh, room three nineteen. Um. Since you guys are freelancers, you might be able to talk your way into that game, but you know, you know it's going to be attended by mostly Cardone's men. We want to go in there anonymously, or just not leave any survivors. That's true. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. Alright, I do have the dishonest alignment, so I can do I'm, that. I'm neutral. <laughs> what is, uh, what is, uh, Doc's alignment? Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, did, I never rolled it up. Uh, Law-abiding, neutral, or dishonest? Uh, neutral. There you go. Two neutrals and a dishonest. I am so glad you didn't say he was law-abiding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh... Well, some, who has a, a good... Good, uh charisma that can talk our way into this poker game. Not me. I have I have average charisma. Not me. <laughs> My charisma is nine. It's two better than mine. Alright. Well, I have a charisma ten, so maybe... Uh... Maybe I can just blunder up and be like, what's this? This is at a hotel. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's like a rundown type of kind of like the places where you guys live. What's to keep us from just booting the door open and just shooting? We don't actually have to shoot. We just have to have our weapons um, at the ready and catch them with their uh, with their pants down, so to speak. I don't really want to leave these guys witnesses to us. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to leave them alive. But we can do it execution style. Mm-hmm. Plus, this would probably be a great time to mention, chaps, that I don't actually own masks. masks. Yeah. We can wear masks, too. Yeah, I'll just wear a bandana. Okay, so who does have a gun? I do. I've got a shotgun and a revolver. I've got a revolver. I've got this medical bag and a spider magazine. <laughs> Lend him your revolver. You take the shotgun. Okay. It's 1d6. The revolver? Yeah, it's got five rounds. Uh, why is mine 1d8 with seven rounds? Because you have a semi-auto. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you get to faux five, and he got a thirty-eight. Effectively, and he's got a shot. All right. How many rounds that shot he got in it? Five. Five. Oh, it's a pump. Mm-hmm. Sawed-off shotgun, hand on the pump. I figured he'd have a room sweeper. Yeah. I figured he'd just have a set of brass knuckles. He's got that, too. Oh, he's got that, too. (laughs) All right, so I want a bandana with horseshoes. A horseshoe bandana? And four leaf clovers. (laughs) (laughs) And a pack of Lucky Strikes? Yes. (laughs) All right. Four shoes and four leaf clovers. All right. That's fine. And, uh, oh, 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 oh. And, uh, oh, they cards there. Never mind. What's that? They have cards there. Never mind. Oh, you were going to get a pack of cards? Um, well, I'm going to leave, like... I'm going to leave, like, a calling card, so to speak. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you guys gear up. I assume uh, Whistler's going to get his trench coat out. Hide that shotgun. Yeah. All right. Uh, game, the, the poker game doesn't start till like, 9 o'clock. Well after dark. Uh, so you guys wait it out, you prepare, you make sure you got your guns are all set up. Got all your bullets and stuff like that. And you make your way to the Star Hotel. Walk in the, the lobby. There's a guy behind, like looks like chicken wire, reading uh, the Gazette. 
Got my cheese whiz, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's reading, uh, you know, the the headline like, you know, Mayor Paul adopts puppy, or something like that. You know, some. I mean, it is the most inane front page story you've ever seen. Uh, there's a couple of guys sitting in a real shabby uh, common room area, <clears throat> listening to the radio. Uh, you know, it's like CBS radio theater. They're doing, they're doing like a western. It's like Gunsmoke or something tonight. So you got these guys all gathered around the radio. Nobody really pays attention to you as you walk in. Make your way up to the rickety elevator. The operator. Tell him what floor you're going to. 319, so the third floor. It's the thing for the third floor. You guys go up. Opens up. Third floor. It's deathly quiet. 319s down at the uh, far side of the hall. So you're walking through the building. Put on the mask. You know, Steeler's oh, Wheel is playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, every once in a while, Whistler steps and his trench coat comes open and he's got, you see the shotgun. Um, it's all in slow motion too. Yeah, isn't it's it? all it's definitely in slow motion. It's synchronized to the beat. And uh guys get to three nineteen. Smell of cigar smoke and cigarettes and uh cheap booze. It's like permeating the hallway. Uh, you hear several voices inside laughing. Uh, you know, if you listen real carefully, you can hear the cards being shuffled. You can hear, like, coins hitting a table, that sort of thing. Can I get a rough idea of how many different voices I hear? Uh, give me... Oh, what is that going to be? That's, a, that's an interesting type of skill, and I'm going to call that one an observation save. Oh, 20. 20. Natural 20? Yep. All right. Uh, you hear at least five distinct voices. Okay. I'll look at the other two guys and hold up my hand like this. Yeah, you guys see Whistler kind of like lean up on the door. And he leans back. Want to do the old room service? Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. I'm serious. Yeah. Hit him with the butt end of your shotgun. Y'all want to do and get help? Four guys. Get help. <laughs> if you want. Or just knock on the door. Or just kick it open. Is there, just, is there a peephole in the door? Is there a peephole there? No. There is no peephole okay. in the door. Good. 
It's a pretty rickety door. It looks like you might be able to knock it down. Do you want to do the room service thing or no? I think we should. Well, is what that if this, a dumb idea? No. Well, what if they're suspicious? Because this is a crap hotel. If they, you know, they might yeah, be like, we don't have. It's not that yet. type of hotel. It's, yeah, it's they might more be like flop house. Yeah, they might be like, we didn't know what a room service. And just, I think we should just do the action, like kick in the door and like let the lead fly. Okay. All right. I'm going to boot the door open. I'm going to ready my weapon. All right. Yeah, the the dock is, is like down the hall a little bit, kind of shakily, like <laughs> kind of third tier, you know, kind of like, oh, my God, this is going to be It's your plan. Bad. It's your plan, and you're down yeah, the hall. Yeah, come on, Mickey Mantle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a healer, not a killer. <sighs> All right, I'll, so. I'll shoot anybody that gets past you two. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so Doc is not going to be part of the surprise round. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> All right. Who's kicking in the door? I will. All right. Who's, uh, so I, I assume that you're going to kick in the door. Uh, Jimmy's going to shoot first and then you're going to shoot second. Yeah. Uh, give me a strength check. Uh, strength or less? Yep. Yeah, I'll make it easily. Okay. So Whistler, with a mighty boot, kicks the door, sucker swings wide open, and uh, you guys kind of see six guys all look up from the table like, what the fuck? And go. These guys are. Let's see. These are. One, oh, they got one hit die. They're fucking seven so do we. armor class. <laughs> yeah. So do we. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, they got a seven AC. So, so you guys are All gonna right. be. Uh, looks like seven AC. Gonna be twelve or better to hit. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And I miss Earl the 17. <laughs> First shot goes off. How many shots oh, wait, per round? No, that get? is a hit. That is a hit. Better, right? Oh, that's a hit. Okay. Never mind. You I'm, also get to add well, your dex I'm since it's ranged. For some reason. You get to add your oh. dex bonus because it's ranged. Then it's an 18. Then it's 18. Okay, that's definitely a hit. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Three. Three. All right. Well, you drop the closest guy as soon as you walk in the door. First one's down. All right. All right, Whistler. Then, oh, I, I get a free action too, right? For what reason? I just, I just want to say, Lucky, get your oh. ass in here. Oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. Speaking is always free. Um. Okay. Go ahead, Whistler. Okay. I was looking up rough and ready real quick. But that doesn't really apply because I only have one hit die. Right. So, boom. Sorry, my shotgun. Hit. Okay. What's your damage? D10. 
metal guy, isn't it? No. Nine hit points of damage. Boom! You just blow this guy's, like, freaking face off. So that's two down. Um, they're scrambling to draw their guns. Uh, they all have, like, small revolvers. Um, let's see. <laughs> all right, now, Doc, you come around the corner. Yep. Since you are apparently lucky in this uh, situation. And we'll go right. into normal combat. So give me guy, give me a D6, one of you. He has the red hood. He has the red hood on. <laughs> the red hood. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll roll the D6. Okay. I rolled a three. You rolled a three, I rolled a two, so you guys get to go first. Yay! So, uh, we're gonna go, we're gonna go back to it. It's gonna be Jimmy, Whistler, then Doc, and then the, the remaining bad guys. Alright. Um, I go just to the next one in line. And this time I rolled an eight. Roll eight, so you missed. Yeah. Put a bullet right in the wall. Whistler. Oh. Yep. 17. Okay. Two points of damage. Two points of damage. Oh, he got him. He's in the, hit him in the shoulder, but uh, he's not quite down yet. <laughs> and Doc. All right. Thrusting out his pistol. Uh, Taking aim at the, the one that just got shot in the shoulder. I'll pop him off. And uh, I'll take a shot. And I get an eight. <laughs> he shoots. He, he comes running in the door and just fires like into the floor. <laughs> Fair warning. That was a warning shot. All right. So these guys are. Uh, what y'all's armor class? Five. Uh, five. Five, five. Five. Five, okay. So, hit dice, five, AC, fifth, uh, one plus the two, or up to one. And it's going to be a 15. Up to one. I don't know why it's one plus. They only have one hit die. So they have up to one. Alright. Let's see. You guys killed two. There's one injured... So there's three uninjured, one injured. So that's four total. First one takes a shot. Whistler's one to two. You're three to four, Jimmy. Doc is five and six. Alright, two, they're gonna take one's gonna take a shot at Whistler. And bang, he's kinda like backpedaling, so the uh Door frame splinters with a 38 round. Uh, another one, he's going to go ahead and take a shot at Jimmy. And misses that one. So it's like, you hear the bullet whistle as it goes past your ear. And then uh, third one is going to take a shot at Whistler. Not Whistler. He's going to take a shot at Doc. Oh no! And does not hit Doc. Barely misses Doc. What's you, up, Doc? You you feel the bullet just barely graze your ear. You don't lose any hit points, but that's how close it was. 
Uh, the fourth one is going to take a shot at at Doc, the injured one, and he misses as well. <laughs> Bullet flies through and down into the hallway and splinters the uh, powders the plaster on the wall in the hallway. Uh, back to the top of the round, Jimmy. All right, I'm going to shoot again. Uh, this time is better. I got a 17. All right, you can shoot an uh, uninjured or the injured one? The uh, uninjured. Okay, roll damage. Uh, one. One. All right, so now there's two injured, two uninjured. All right, I've All shot right. three. Whistler. Boom. <laughs> 14. It's a hit. That's a hit. Six on an uninjured one. Six. Boom! He flies back, crashes against the window, and then slumps down, face down, and bleeding into the carpet. Doc. All right. I'm going to take a shot at the the guy that was originally injured in the shoulder. All right. Let's see if I can finish him off. Natural one. <laughs> Natural one. Yep. All three of you roll a d6. Okay. I got roll a three. three. Five. Five. All right. Uh, Steve and Brian roll off. Yep. All right. I got a one. I got a one. Damn, roll <laughs> off again. <laughs> three. I got a four. All right. Jimmy. Doc has never fired a handgun in his life. And you're going to take one point of damage as he shoots you in the foot. Ow, Lucky, watch it. Uh, Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, so... You guys have two injured, one uninjured. So one is going to fire at each of you. Uh, we'll go with Jimmy first. He misses. Whistler gets missed. And Doc. Natural 20. Oh! Sorry to do this to you, Doc. Yeah, this may be it for Doc. Five. Ooh. Double. Ah, uh, that is ten. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. All right. Doc drops. And a heap of gore. Lucky goes down. <laughs> Lucky's down. All right. There are still three guys left. And Jimmy and Whistler are still standing. All right. I'm going to shoot this guy. Eighteen. Yeah, that's definitely a hit. This is the same guy I injured before. Okay. Five. Boom! Headshot. He drops. There's two left. One uninjured and one injured. Okay. Last shot on the uninjured guy. This is my last round, too. Oh, it's cocked. Oh! Seven. 
That's all right. Shotgun blast blows up the table. There's cards flying everywhere. Booze is like booze bottles get shattered and everything starts reeking of cheap gin. Uh, Doc is down. There's two guys left. The first one misses. The second one shoots his friend. (laughs) And kills him. So he's trying to like get a bead on one of you and just shoots the guy in the back. (laughs) So there's one dude left. I'll shoot him. Alright. Oh, not if it goes off the table, I won't. Uh, 11. 11? That does not hit. That does not hit. You miss. All right. What you got, Whistler? You're muted. (laughs) But he's gonna, he's gonna like. He's gonna run up on him and hit him with the butt of the shotgun, I thought. Yeah, you're muted. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna run up on him. Pow! Hit him with the butt of the shotgun. We're gonna. Treat that as a. We're gonna treat that, that as true. a hammer. Okay. That's so that's that's gonna be a one d six. Okay, so that's eighteen to hit. Okay. And I do plus two on damage. Three points of damage. Boom! You hit him. You hear his neck snap as the butt connects with his and that, with his jaw. All right. That was the last one, right? That was the last one. Uh, you hear like people like opening the doors in the hallway, uh, starting to peek around. Um, These people are very smart. Doc, grab the grab the money. Grab grab Lucky. Let's get yeah. the fuck out of here. Doc, I'm going to say you have one hit point left because you know that was pretty okay. excessive. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start grabbing handfuls of money and shoving right. them into my pocket. Yeah, you grab you're yeah. grabbing like coins, a few bills that are on the table. Soaked with gin, soaked with blood. Um, there's fucking. I grab what's left. <laughs> you, you know, you're scooping this shit off of what's left on the table after the shotgun blast hit. <laughs> is it? Is there a knife around? Um, or or anything like semi sharp, even like a pencil. Uh, if you are, you, you can. I'll let you guys search the bodies. Uh, one of the dudes was carrying a switchblade. All right. So I take the switchblade and I take the ace of spades and I like I like put it on the guy's neck and uh, attach it with the with the um, switchblade. All right, leaving your calling card, huh? There you go. All right, no problem at all. Uh, you scoop up the money. Uh, do you want to grab any of the guns that these guys had? I mean, they all had just like you know standard revolvers, like Doc was using. Um, actually, do they? How closely do they keep track of guns in this day and age? Can they trace guns or anything? Uh, you, no, I don't know. This is like early twenties, so yeah. Okay, you, you still yeah. get Thompsons and shit. Right now, what, what I'm saying is like, so, I mean, they, 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 would, I they mean, haven't even passed the Federal Firearms Act yet. Right. I'm just trying to see if we can implement implement. Any of these people in other crimes? Oh no! By no, like planting their guns. I don't think we have that kind of time. Yeah, 
think we need to shoot, scoot, shoot, grab, and scoot. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Are there two intact bottles of booze in this place? Um, give me observation real quick. No. No, it's it's hazy in here. There's a lot of smoke in your eyes. Uh, gun smoke, fucking cigar smoke. Uh, right. In fact, um, the curtain just caught on fire. Okay, real quick, I'm going to grab any extra wallets that might be floating around on right. the body. All right, there's like six, get six billfolds. And then bail. Yeah. Let's yep. take the stairs. Limping, yeah. limping down the stairs, trailing people blood. Are, uh, people are coming out of their rooms. They're seeing you guys aren't even like trying to just, you know, one of you has Doc like by the shoulder. He's limping along. He bleeds. Yeah, and I keep on calling him Lucky. I'm like, it's going to be cool, Lucky. It's going to be cool. Right. Did and we then, win? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Whistler's Why probably am I not so even. Cold? Whistler's not even uh, concerned about concealing that shotgun anymore because he's got trying to carry everything else. Like yeah. you know, he's got like shit stuffed in a pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's like, got, he's got a sack with a dollar bill on it. <laughs> <laughs> but people are coming out of their rooms, though, man. Um, like, who the hell are you guys? Batman. We're the lucky gang. We're the Lucky Strike Mob. Yeah, the Lucky Strike Mob. Lucky Strike Mob. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys, you know, getting out. And people are kind of like like peeking through their doors and stuff. And you, know, you guys open the stairway. You hear people running up the stairs coming to see what's going on because that was a very loud firefight. Yeah. Um, you guys make your way down you kind of pushing your way down the stairs and stuff like that yeah back off your mugs yeah. does everybody have their bus token <laughs> we don't have a car do we <laughs> nope you guys didn't think about that just gonna run like hell what's around just grab a car yeah get on the bus quick <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, you know, push your way out, get out on the street, taxi cab pulls up, you know, uh, the guy you recognize as being one of, uh, Cardone's boys, uh, gets out. One of Cardone's? Yeah. Hmm. Shoot him. That's who you guys went to shoot up was, uh, Cardone's crew. Cardone's yeah. crew, right. He's just late for the poker game. Hmm. Excellent. How close is he? Uh, you guys pretty much are going to run right up on him as you're exiting the building. Cool. I'm going to shotgun. Yeah, I'm going to just whip him. I'm going to shotgun bump the guy again. Okay. I'm going to whap him with my medical bag. <laughs> I grab. I I get in the driver's seat of the cab. Yeah. Let me hit this guy first. All right. You hit the cab. You got to take out the cabbie because he's the cabbie's still driving. All right, well, I'd grab him and, and throw him out of the car. Okay. All right. Whistler, oh, what you got? You know, steering wheel. Out of the, out All of right, the you missed. Whoosh. He misses. All right, you go ahead and give me uh, uh, give me an attack roll on this guy. He's He's got like a 
fucking nine AC. So. Eighteen. Eighteen. Bam. All right, so you hit him. Knock his ass out. I'm not trying. Yeah, I'm not trying to kill the cabbie. Right. That's one thing I need to remind you guys of is that if you do a melee attack, um, you can choose if it takes him down to zero, whether it's lethal or uh, knockout. I didn't tell you that in the apartment because I assumed you're all going for lethal. Yeah, there we are. All right. So, are we? Uh, I'm going to take that guy's wallet too. Uh, the cabbie is out. You missed the other dude. So he's going for his gun. Oh, well, then I'm going to roll up on him and try and come with me if you want to live. All right. What about I'm going to try and pop him again. All right. What, Doc is laying out. on this fucking sidewalk because Jimmy just dropped him <laughs> to I'm, get the cabbie. I'm shoving him in the back of the cab now. All right. Okay. All right. So what you got, Whistler? Come on. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. As uh, he's he's got the seven armor class because he's a gangster. Uh, thirteen does hit. That hits. Cool. So six points of damage. Six points. Are you knocking him out or killing him? He got a good look at us, right? Uh, it's sort of, but you're still wearing your masks. Somebody's got to live to tell the tale, maybe. Yeah, I'm just going to knock yeah. him out. All right, he goes down. So I got minus a wallet as well, and then I'm going to hop in the cab. All right, you take his wallet. I'm going to drive away. All right, uh, give me give me a driving save to, to get All out right. of here fast. So now I get mine as easy. Yep, so you're going to get... Uh, minus four? Minus, you can do either a plus four to the roll or a minus four to the target. Alright, well, either way, um, I rolled a 17 out of for 15. Okay. Alright, so you speed off into traffic, out into the night. Uh, fishtail. Yeah, you fishtail. Although this thing only has probably about 85 horsepower. Miles <laughs> an hour. <laughs> It's like, oh, we're, very, we're going along at the blistering speed of 30 miles an hour. Calm down, man. Calm down. <laughs> you you guys have never you driven this it. fast in your life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're, you're weaving in and out of traffic and stuff like that. Off in the, off in the distance, you do hear police sirens. I don't know. What do you guys do? You got to. Ditch the cab and ditch the cab, and then we gotta go lay low. Yeah. All right. So where are you gonna lay low? Why don't we all meet up tomorrow? Yeah. I'm gonna head back to my apartment. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I agree. We should. I don't know where. We should split up and come back. Meet, meet at the diner in the. Nobody's going to fix up, Doc. It's going to roll me out on the curb in front of my house. I'll take Doc with me. I don't know how to fix you up, Doc, but I'll try. All right. Maybe I'm barely conscious. I can walk you through it. All right. That sounds like a good plan here. Let me. Steve, uh, roll me a percentile real quick. 
percentile, eh? Yeah. 27. 27, okay. Okay. Doc, you yep. are going to... Uh, you have the medicine uh, skill, I think? Uh, yes. Okay. Now, is it a vocation or is it a, an actual uh, it's skill? A, skill? It's a... It's a vocation. It's a vocation? I believe so. All right. I think. I'll double check. Nope. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's not. It's just help heal 36 hit points a week. Yeah, what you got to do is you're going to roll a 1d6. Okay. Um, Let me tell you what I rolled. Yeah, you got to roll three or higher. Three or higher. Okay, here we go. And I get, oh, I got a three. Got a three. Okay. So, yep, he manages uh, to talk you through his gunshot wounds. Uh, and you guys are, I'm not going to call it emergency surgery. Um, I would like to get the bullet out of my foot as well. Okay. Well,. <laughs> Give me, Sorry uh, about you that. get 1d6 hit points back, Doc. Ooh, okay. I get six. Six, okay. Still. And uh, give me the give me the d6 on uh, the 1d6 for taking the bullet out of Jimmy's foot. Okay. I rolled a four. I'm assuming I'm doing this myself, right? Uh, no, because you don't have the medical skill. All right, so I'm going to roll. He talked you through it. All right, so I'm going to roll a three or higher for uh, for uh, my friends here. And I get, oh, I get a three this time, too. Oh, okay. So you managed to get that out, so you're one hit point here. Ah, excellent. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I never shot a gun before. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? Feels pretty uh, well, good. Well, uh... <laughs> Not when you're on the receiving end. Yeah. I've had worse. I, I thought I was a goner. Thought you were That's, a goner. No, you, you did good, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. You did good. Alrighty. Let me see here. I'm trying to give you guys some experience points. Ooh. Remember, we already had like 15. Right. I mean, you took down six. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Fucked up. There it is. Ha ha. All right. So, you guys are going to get... You guys took out six hit dice worth of uh, adversaries. So, Oh, seven, actually. So, you're going to be splitting 400... Eight if, eight if you count the cabbie. I'm not going to count a civilian <laughs> who wasn't fighting. Uh, split 450 experience points between yourselves. Uh, all right. Do you get um, experience for, for cash? No. 
And they called this OSR. Yeah, they didn't include that in there. You said 450? Yeah. Yeah, 150 each. All right. So, off the table, you guys got uh, about 25 bucks. Out of the wallet, you got 80 bucks. So, 105 Simoleons. Simoleons. Um, and I'm going to say you got. You managed to grab two pistols. Uh, each of them have uh, have fired twice. Where they hold five? Yeah, those pistols hold five. They do one d six piece. Well, I think Doc should definitely get one. Yeah, I'll I'll take one if that's cool. And uh, for future reference, Steve. Yeah. That semi-auto pistol fires twice around. Oh. It has a rate of fire of two. Oh, okay. Did I even write that down? I might have. I. Did write that down. Damn it. Oh well. Could have been done with a lot sooner. Alright. Um, can I take one of these pistols for a holdout? You guys can divide up the loot however you want. I mean, I'm sure Whistler's going to want his back, so you can give one to Doc. You can have one as a holdout. It's like a little Saturday night special kind of thing. Yeah. So it's Strap got four it shots left. It's got uh, three. Yeah, it's got three shots left. Unless you want to go shots. and pick up some ammo. Which... Yeah, at some point, I'd like to. I'd like to pick up a box of bullets. Doesn't have to be immediately, but be All good right. to have. Um. Yeah, it's like six fifty. Okay. Box, for a box of thirty. Uh, are we dividing the loot evenly, or are you guys putting it in like a communal stash? Well. Or you guys can take 35 each, and I'll just take 30. Well, we could take 35 each. Could we? Is that how? Does that add up, right? Uh, what was it, 105? Yeah, 35 each. Yep. All right, 35 each. You know what? We're going we're gonna to keep with OSR tradition, and uh, you guys can have uh, 17 more experience points each. We're going to give you half of what you recover in cash. Getting XP. Uh, 72. We have 182 XP. 182 XP. Cool. I'm assuming we're going to we're going to call it here. Yeah, let's call it. We'll call it action. All right. So, uh, keep 30 left points. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be doing this again. 